Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas today. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We're going to get into the indefinite leave of absence. When it comes to Draymond Green, we're going to do that in a couple of seconds. And what did the Golden State Warriors have to say about that? when they had a chance to speak to the media not long ago when it comes to Mike Dunleavy Jr., the general manager of said Golden State Warriors. But we got into a discussion, and you know who I'm going to blame for this? Nick Cardi, but in a good way, one of the youngest guys in our staff. Chad was brought up, what was the first vehicle that we all had a chance to purchase? I'm going to go around the room. I'm going to start with Shannon Penn, our producer. What was the first car that you ever either purchased or ever drove, whatever that was? And believe me, these stories are going to be fantastic. All right, so it was given to me by my stepfather. It was a 1988 Chevy Nova. Man. And the max speed was like 80 miles per hour. And it was a stick, too. Love that car. Oh, that was really? gas. You put $5 in, it fills the whole thing up. <laughs> were you like the Fred Flintstone from the old Flintstone days, trying to start the car that way? <laughs> by, by dragging your feet on the ground and starting it that way? That's what I want to know. Devin King, what was your first car? I don't remember the year, but I think it was like an early 2000s Buick LeSabre. It was a okay. tank. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, no one was hitting you in that thing. Mm-mm. No. You, you were safe. <laughs> Completely All safe. good. <laughs> Nick Cardi, what was your first car? Uh, I think it was like a 2008, 2007 Ford Escape. Okay. Uh, it was. I just drove it around for high school, and uh, uh-huh. I was the last one to drive it. Oh, yeah. It finally conked out? Finally gave up? Or, you know, I might have hit something. Oh. <laughs> or someone. <laughs> Maybe. Might have. I don't know. We'll never know. <laughs> I guess your secret will be safe with you in that car. Chad, what was your first car you ever had? Uh, I had a Honda Elite scooter. That was my first vehicle. <laughs> I had to get back and forth to practice. Really? And Yes. So Pops got me a Honda Elite. It was red. Man. And uh, I grew up in Southern California. Uh-huh. So I had to go through crip territory to get from school <laughs> to get home. So there was about 10 minutes of that drive every night. Uh-huh. That was a frightening drive. I gotta make. I gotta get through this ten-minute section of town, and I'll be okay. Rolling my red Honda Elite through Crip territory. No wonder your forty time was so good at the NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that Chad Brown is fast. <laughs> Man, we gotta get this guy in the first round. Where did that speed come from? Survival instincts, bro. <laughs> no one ever got. Uh, do you have any incidents when that happened, or were you just that fast enough that you said, "I'm getting through this, and no one's gonna be able to touch me"? That's well, yeah, but also, you know, so you and I, we are we are of similar age. So we grew yes. up in also in a time mm-hmm. when people who had mean dogs just let their dogs roam the streets. Exactly. So wow. you know, there were certain streets you knew when you were on this street, you had to be prepared to run. Uh-huh. So, yes, yeah, so my speed comes from partially <laughs> trying to escape some of the gangsters around my area where I grew up. But also, them, them big dogs was fast, man. And I had to learn to run and jump fences and hop on top of cars. This athleticism just didn't come from Marsha and Jim Brown. It was honed by survival instincts. <laughs> I got such a mental image right now, a Chad Brown on a scooter and dogs just chasing him down the streets of the LBC and also in that kind of territory. First car I ever owned, a 1975 
orange, burnt orange hornet. What? I had just moved to Portland, Maine. First job I ever had in radio working at, at that time, FO 103 that became Thunder 107. Burnt orange. I would pass me on the highway and Chad, they would be so offended. <laughs> they would catch me to make sure that I'm not letting the orange, burnt orange hornet be faster than my car. I used to get dirty looks from people all the time while I would pass me on the highway and they said, there's no way I'm letting that, that piece of you know what. Pass me on the highway. Was it a stick? Or did it have like a column shifter? No, no. How did you work that thing? It had the column shifter. Oh, that's how old it was. It okay. did. For those who don't know what a column shifter is, just Google that. And I guarantee right now there are plenty of young people going, what? Yes. <laughs> column shifter? Wait, 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 there, was no con- there was no console. I had an 8-track in it as well. Oh, 8-track. And I took the 8-track out and put a cassette player in. Believe me, that car got me through a lot of cold winters in Portland, Maine, as nice. far as that went. Let us know your first car. Be a part of Freddie Harry Nation on Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or memories of a burnt orange AMC Hornet without the delicious taste of ice cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one that fans deserve. We go from the past into the present, courtesy of... The main thing, the main thing. 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 The Main Thing with Freddie and Harry. Hello, I'm Chad Brown. I'm Freddie Coleman. I'm Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. So the NBA has suspended Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors indefinitely by citing repeated history of unsportsmanlike acts. They also noted he is eligible to return once he meets, quote-unquote, certain league and team conditions, end quote. Joe Dumars, Hall of Fame basketball player, also the executive vice president of the NBA, when he was on first take with Stephen A. Smith and Molly Curum, this is what they had to say about how they approached this suspension for Draymond Green. We knew that um, there would be some level of punishment, but we didn't want that to be the focus. We wanted the focus to be on how can we help Draymond as well. And we thought indefinite was the best way to do that. So, so, so people don't get caught up on here. what's the number. Is it too low? Is it too high? Indefinite means get yourself right. We want to see you at your best. And the best way for you to do that is is to get yourself, get yourself mentally and emotionally back to where you need to be. And so that's how we got to indefinite. So I don't, to me, Chad, it's not a case of did the NBA get it right? Did the NBA get it wrong with an indefinite suspension? To me, it's all going to depend on Draymond Green. We're going to see whatever that, that, that timeline is going to turn out to be because Joe Dumar said it right there. They're going to do everything they can to save Draymond Green. And for my money, that has nothing to do with the basketball court, no matter what kind of antics we've seen from Draymond Green ever since he either got into the league or really ever since he punched Jordan Poole in the face where the season got started last season. And it seems that these kind of antics, these kind of acts have been too much part and parcel for Draymond Green and whatever else is going on with him. Yeah, when you are facing your one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh suspension from the NBA, you've already been ejected three times this young NBA season, uh, is a pattern established? Clearly. Mm-hmm. Is Draymond Green showing us who he is? Clearly. And as Maya Angelou once said, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. <laughs> so now we are getting to the point where now the NBA is taking action. And I think some way the Golden State Warriors may want to – they may be looking for the NBA here to take the lead mm-hmm. so they don't have to be the bad guy, so Steve Kerr doesn't have to be the bad guy. But why are we afraid of what Draymond Green is going to do or, or, or say? Now, I understand there possibly could be a mental health component and off-the-court component to Absolutely. all this. But from an organizational standpoint, 
when you continue to lie, let all these things slide as you have or defended this guy despite a clear track record here uh, of behavior that is unbecoming of a professional basketball player, unbecoming of any professional circumstance, when you allow that to happen, in some ways you enable that to happen by making this guy one of the leaders on the team, by signing him to an extension this offseason. When you do those kind of things, you're also culpable in all this, and you're also a part of this damaging picture. You raised a great point in terms of with the Golden State Warriors. Why was this allowed to continue for this long? Because this is not just something that just showed up before the engine with Jordan pool before the season last year stepping on the chest of Domitas Sabonis in the playoffs last year versus the Sacramento Kings. Three suspensions in a 23-game period this year in the NBA. But yet time and time again, to your point, Chad, the Golden State Warriors always were going to err on the side of we're not going to alienate him. We're not going to allow the big, bad Draymond Green to be even angrier or, to be honest with you, have, the, have him feel that it's me versus everybody else, which is the mentality that has kept him in the NBA because he was passed over in the first round of the draft despite being a first-team All-American and Big Ten Player of the Year. He, he, he's even said it out loud. He knows every player that was drafted above him, the what he brought to the table, that what was very, very central to Golden State winning a championship. So you're exactly right. I'm with you on that side in terms of why did all this enabling go on? What were they afraid of when it came to Draymond Green if they didn't try to have him get right or be in a get-right position? which leads me to Mike Dunleavy Jr., Golden State Warriors general manager. He mentioned about the suspension happening now when many people believe that maybe this should have happened more than a minute ago regarding Draymond Green. We worked with the league, his representation, Draymond, just to kind of talk through and figure out, and we think it's the right solution right now. Uh, I think everybody obviously wants definite answers and length and all that stuff, but I think for what's best for us and Draymond and everybody is um, – you know, we help him with the appropriate amount of assistance, and then we judge and base it on his comeback, dependent on you know when, when the right time is. So it's indefinite truly means indefinitely, and so um, I'll kind of leave it at that as far as getting into the specifics of how, what that's going to look like and all. Um, a little bit of it's a privacy thing, a little bit it's you know team policy that we don't get into that stuff. So um, we'll continue to help him with things and. And, Chad, I go back to what you said about the Golden State Warriors letting the NBA taking the lead on this and not being the bad guy when Draymond Green has been a bad guy on the court in the NBA. And now, it's always tricky. There's, there's players associations. And of all the, the professional sports leagues, I believe the NBA Players Association is the most powerful. So if the club were to take actions and supersede what the NBA is trying to do or get ahead of the NBA – that could raise the ire of the Players Association. And they've, they've got an obligation to defend their guy, even in some cases where it may not always be defensible. Right. Um, so I, I, I'll, I'll give the Warriors a little bit of grace pass with that. But they have certainly been enabling this behavior to continue. Um, and it's gotten to a point. I mean, this is Draymond's 13th year in the, in the NBA. Right. At, at some point, this is just who you are, man. You just do dumb stuff. And you don't do dumb stuff that hurts you as a player, that hurts your team. And at some point, the, the team has to weigh out whether all this headache and hassle is worth it. And at some point, clearly, as evidenced by Warriors NBA titles and championships, Draymond was a huge part of that and was certainly worth it. But now we're getting to the point where, hey, man, you got to grow up a little bit here. We, we are professional athletes, and there's a certain way you need to carry and conduct yourself. He's Chad Brown for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio 
and the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's play. Let's bring in a young man who played in the NBA from 2001 through 2018. As a matter of fact, won an NBA championship in 2016 against the Golden State Warriors in which Draymond Green was involved in an incident in which that series flipped from 3-1 in favor of Golden State. And the Cleveland Cavaliers won that series. He is Richard Jefferson, ESPN NBA analyst. Hit him on Twitter, rjeff 24 RJ, you understand the Golden State mentality in terms of flipping things around. I don't think it's a question of right or wrong with the NBA giving Draymond Green an indefinite suspension because, to me, Richard, this is all about how this is going to land and what's going to happen going forward with Draymond Green. RJ, what are your thoughts? No, I agree. I, I agree with everything that you guys were saying prior to this. It's like we're talking about Draymond Green, but let's let's take Draymond Green out of the situation. If we're talking about the Players Association, how many players do you think are, one, um, are being put in danger by Draymond? Two, are putting at risk if Draymond starts something and then they react to what he does. If Yusuf Nurkic would have gotten up and, and hauled off on Draymond, people would have been like, oh, Yusuf Nurkic is suspended. He's got to control himself, right? So it's like there are players that if Draymond were to do these things, um, that it could lead to an escalation of the situation. Um, and even in the situation with Rudy Gobert, there was a scuffle, and then Draymond escalated it to a point where he was the topic of conversation, even though he wasn't a part of it. So my, my thing about this with Draymond is, yes, at some point in time, there's some, some self-reflection that needs to be done, but the Warriors have enabled it to the best of their ability to control it, right? That is what they have done. To the, like, we forget that even all the suspensions, mm-hmm. Draymond has been suspended by the Golden State Warriors for conduct detrimental to the team right. multiple times. Right. So let's put that in perspective. So even stuff that the media doesn't know about, that this and that, oh, there was a blow-up in the locker room, there have been multiple times over the 13 years that he has been there that they have that they have suspended for conduct detrimental. Now fast forward to on-the-court stuff where the NBA has had to step in because this behavior continued. And he was very defiant in my in my in my uh kind of best way to say it the first i'm going to be draymond nobody's going to have because he was a champion and a lot of times people can hide behind that championship shield because you have earned that right no different than greg popovich losing 20 games in a row and no one's questioning him as a coach because he's greg popovich and he's a multi-time champion you get a similar lease now i'm not comparing the two Mm -hmm. i'm merely saying that players even bad behavior can be hidden behind championships. And it's like, this is something that if he was on another team, it wouldn't be tolerated, but he is a champion. He has proven value to the league and to his team. So it's talent equals tolerance. And there was tolerance for his talent. And now there's a lot less tolerance. And I think the NBA needed to send a message. No, no player is above the safety of the other 449 players in this league. And he is putting, stomping on someone's chest, grabbing someone by their neck and dragging them, and then, and then swinging, hitting a dude in his temple. These are not things that, like, players are like, wait, if I can't beat the crap out of him, then what, what protection do I have? You guys are suspending him one game. He's showing up the next day on the podium saying he's not going to change. All right, uh, Richard. Now, every player, as you get older, your game evolves. It's just natural. So Draymond is in year 13. At some point, he's had to evolve his game due to declining skill, uh, changes of officiating. <clears throat> so as a player, you're constantly changing your game. Are you surprised that he is at this late stage of his career and still employing these same tactics on the court? I don't know if these are as much tactics. Uh, you know, Draymond has been the, the ultimate toe-the-line 
troll, troll like mm-hmm. ultra aggressive baiting people doing some of the things like Rashid Wallace is like all time or whatever in technicals. If they gave Rashid Wallace a technical every single time he deserved it, he would have double the amount, <laughs> right? It's just after a while they get to a space where they're like, he gets a little bit more leeway because they are, they understand he's an emotional guy. So I don't know if these are tactics. Right, stomping on someone's chest is not a tactic. Mm-hmm. Right, jumping into a melee, going right after Rudy Gobert, who we know ha- he has beef with, and grabbing him by the neck, and 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 dragging him. Those aren't tactics. That's just ignorance. Right, like that's all it is. And Draymond is way- he's not an ignorant person. He's very very intelligent. He's just losing control. And if you can't control yourself, then you don't deserve to be in the league around the other 450 players. That's just a fact. I don't care if you're an MVP. You've seen what's happened with John Morant. We've Mm -hmm. seen what's happened with Gilbert Arenas. We've seen what happened with guys. You can go away and the league will continue. Great stuff by Richard Jefferson. Like we mentioned, playing the NBA from 2001 through 2018, won an NBA championship in 2016. Joining us on Freddie and Harry. Freddie, come and Chad Brown together on ESPN Radio. If you're in the same locker room with the Draymond Green, once this indefinite suspension is over, how are you receiving him, RJ, in that locker room? Oh man, that that's not that that's not to me. That's not even a question, right? Like he's your leader. He helps you win games. When he's on the court, he helps everyone get paid. Like there is no there is no how do we receive him? No, he's the okay. he is the locker room. He's a leader in the locker room, and he's been honestly he's been a leader since his rookie year. Not in the same capacity, but he has been a voice in the locker room. He's been an emotional leader in the locker room mm-hmm. <laughs> since he came into the league. Right. And so, you know, when I look at that, when I look at him, right, when I look at him, I'm just like, I'm like, Draymond has to do a better job. This is the biggest issue with this situation moving forward. He has zero room for error. True. How many players, you know, can play multiple years? How many players, you know, can play with zero room for error? That means if he gets a flagrant foul, a normal flagrant foul, that's just a hit to the head. Everyone now goes up in arms. Anything. Every player gets a flagrant foul. Right. Like, remember when Braun swiped at, at, at uh, Isaiah Stewart in Detroit oh, yeah. and accidentally hit him? And, like, mm-hmm. like that's not what Braun is. So people look at it. He got this, I think he got suspended one game. But it was like everyone glosses over it. Draymond can do nothing else. If the Warriors trade him, any team that receives him, they're not like new team, new me. Like, he doesn't have a reputation. If a mistake happens on a new team, everything that he has done in the past will come into play, and it could be a 10-game suspension. It could be another indefinite suspension. That, that can cripple your team. It's certainly crippling the Warriors right now. So, to me, how Draymond should be received in that locker room is like, hey, we're stuck with you. You're stuck with us for the time being. Let's bring this together. Hopefully you get the, the help that you need, and then you can go back to being a great basketball player and a player that ultimately decides what happens in the NBA. Right. Draymond is the type of player that can decide what happens in the NBA championship and in the playoffs. That's who he is for the Warriors on the offense and defensive end. If he's playing at an elite level and Steph is doing Steph and the other guys come around, Draymond is a deciding factor in these playoff games. That's why when he was out, the Warriors lost control in 2016 and then weren't able to regain it. All right, now the Warriors are off to a rough start this season, Richard. We've got the Draymond suspension. We've got Klay Thompson getting off to a slow start. Are they going to try to keep the band together much longer, or do you see major changes down the horizon for Golden State? 
No, I, I, I think that's part, part of the reason why they gave Draymond a $100 million contract is because they want to keep the band together. Right. Steph Curry is a once-in-a-lifetime player. He's a once-in-a-lifetime player. You need to maximize every moment that you have him where he is one of the top five to seven basketball players on the planet. Some people can say Steph is top three, depending on the night. Steph mm-hmm. still has the ability to be the best player in the league for two months. Right? Do I think he's still MVP Steph with the cast around him? I don't think so because part of the MVP Steph is he has a cast around him that makes it next to impossible to guard him because of the spacing. So to me, the Warriors are in a, in a space where, you know, they have to figure out what they're going to do, how to get Andrew Wiggins. To me, Andrew Wiggins is, a, is a more of a concern to me than Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is a skill guy that has lost some of his athleticism. Right. Andrew Wiggins hasn't had an Achilles, hasn't had an ACL. Hopefully his body is intact as the number one pick and one of the best athletes. So the fact that he is struggling, to me, that that only puts more pressure on Clay. The fact that Draymond, their ultimate ball handler and shot creator for their team, has missed substantial amount of time, that also hurts Clay. So when you look at it, Clay is not controlling his own destiny. Clay is more of a system guy, and the system system has been in disarray really since since they got off to that six and two start. Hey Richard, always always great stuff, my man. Keep it the great way as the ESPN NBA Allen on NBA Today. Take care and be well. Thanks a lot, RJ. Thank you, guys. Great stuff by Richard Jefferson. Like we mentioned, ESPN NBA analyst played in the league from 2001 through 2018. Hit him on Twitter. He's a great follow at rjeff24. So tell us about Draymond Green in terms of what now for him in the Golden State Warriors. And also tell us about the first car you had. Believe me, I know plenty of people want to weigh in on that. At Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. I had a 1975 AMC Hornet. Look it up. Excuse me. Prepare, look it up and prepare to be just mortified. And it was burnt orange. So even more mortified is going to be there. Tell us about the first car you had and also your thoughts on Draymond Green. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. This is Freddie and Harry. Excuse us on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Excuse me. Hey, it's Michelle Smallman. Coming up Friday, I'll tell you the one game that no one's talking about that will have a huge impact on the playoffs. It's on Sportsman like 6 a.m. Eastern right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Can't wait to hear from you at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want two things from you. Your thoughts on Draymond Green and the first card you've ever had. Tell us the first card you ever had, then get right into it on Draymond Green. See, we don't ask for much, but we know we're going to get it from you at 888-729-3776. In a couple of seconds, you're going to hear what the Warriors can do if they want to move on from Draymond Green. It may not be as hard to do that as originally thought. We're going to get down a couple of seconds. But Elvis in Connecticut, your thoughts on Draymond Green and what is the first car you ever had? Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Uh, Freddie, a big fan, especially you a Cowboy fan like I am. Uh, born and raised in the Bronx. I live in Connecticut now. Harry, a big fan of yours as well as you was a player and that other show that you have with the other guy. But I like your guys better. Listen, Freddie, not for nothing, uh, as a... Uh, a second guy that has given opportunity, ex-con, you know what I'm saying? No details, but okay. how many opportunities are you going to give to this guy? Money, they give him money. They give him championship. They give him steps. They give him clay. They give him Steve Kerr, you know, and the things that he's doing, I'm sorry. I'm not a, in the mental health issue, but I don't think it's a mental health issue. I think it's more like a personality, like a more attention that he wants to call on the NBA. Again, I'm not judging nobody because I, I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? I don't have the money that he has or the pressure that he probably has. But, as again, as an ex-convict, I'm going to tell you, I took the best of my opportunity. Even if I got to work two jobs and everything, everything's going peachy. I haven't been back in there since, like, 12 years. So, okay. you know what I'm saying? And my first car was a 1979 Lancer Colt. Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know what he survived better, the Lancer Colt or being in the joint for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but he does bring up a point in terms of you can determine your own destiny and your own fate. And he combined it with Elvis, what he dealt with. And not, he said, not trying to judge. But if you really want to do right and stay right and get right, and you got those kind of opportunities, that shouldn't be getting in the way. Draymond Green, in my opinion, Chad, should not be getting in the way of Draymond Green. Yeah, and and I think the the word that Elvis used, selfish, I think it applies because Mm -hmm. you are doing your thing at the detriment of other people. You are putting your own feelings, your own issues in front of what this team is trying to accomplish, what this organization Mm -hmm. is trying to accomplish. So. When we had the, the, the pre-show meeting, I wrote down that note, uh, the word selfish, because this is selfish. This Draymond Green thing has gone on so long at this point, it has become as selfish as you are putting yourself and your desires above everybody else and their championship goals. James in North Carolina, your thoughts on Draymond Green, and don't forget to tell us the first card that you ever owned. James, what you got? Hey, what's up, Freddie? Chad, what's going on, my man? What's up, James? Welcome to the show. Appreciate Thank you. Thank you. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm going to tell you about the top, man. Listen, ain't nothing wrong with Draymond Green. He don't need no mental. He don't need no mental help. He don't need no no uh, counseling. What he need is for somebody to put them mitts on him one time. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this. He said, "You don't go around here just putting your hands on people. It don't make no sense." He know what he's doing. He a Debo. You know what I'm saying? You know Debo was out of control until Craig did what? Put them mitts on him. And next thing you know, you could, you could deal with him. That's it, man. You know, car, car, car. He know who he, who he can hit. So he know what he's doing. It's selfish, like my man said. It's about attention. And my fa- and my first call, mm-hmm. eighty six Crown Vic, oh, big ooh, story. You man. know what I'm saying? I, I can I can fit ten of my closest friends in that joint. You can fit twenty I, of your closest friends in that joint. <laughs> ding ding <laughs> ding! Looking like the police in a Crown man, Vic. Man, Crown Vic, you ain't lying. We used to call those pimp cars in the city. Because you got a Crown Vic, you were pimping hard when you got that kind of car. Because the motor in that thing, that thing go a buck sixty. Because it literally had like a police engine in the Crown Victoria. Right. As far as that goes, just amazing. We, Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider, was on game night with Q Myers last night. This is what he had a chance to say because the prevailing conversation now out there, if Golden State wants to move on from him, they did sign him to a four-year, one hundred million dollar contract extension before this season got started. Many people believe. That could be a contract they can't get from underneath. Bobby Marks has a difference of opinion. They're giving him some leeway to get help right now without putting a, a benchmark as far as how many games he has to serve here. But, yeah, I mean, eventually you just run out of chances, right? Like, that's that's the reality in, in the league. And although these contracts are guaranteed, you know, there's a clause in there when it's conduct detrimental to the to the NBA. The commissioner has the right to void any contract. And I'm not, not saying we're there but that they do have that to kind of, you know, hang over his head, you know, moving forward. When I heard that from Bobby Marks, Chad, last night, that tells me all I need to know about what he said, what you said, and what Richard Jefferson said, the NBA champion, ESPN NBA analyst, when he joins us about 15 minutes ago. This is definitely a last strike for Draymond Green. No matter what happens, how long this indefinite leave of absence is, it is a last strike and not just with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, yeah, I, I think at some point you begin to wear out your welcome. And now that he's on the other side of, of, of 30 and now he's in year 13, it's inevitable that your reward that you bring versus the risk that, that you know you carry as being a part of our organization, the scales start to tip a little bit. And they right. tip, you know, not in your favor. Before you were such an instrumental part of things that were happening with the Golden State Warriors. Now they're looking at other ways to get things done and your behavior – outweighs the reward that you bring versus the risk that it's every time you're on the court, we all fear like something crazy could happen out there. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. Join me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Your thoughts continue to be heard about Draymond Green and the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And also, let us know the first car that you had. Can't wait to hear what you have to say. Thoughts on Draymond and the first car you had at 888-729-3776. Bill in Texas, what you got, my friend? Hey, man. First car I had was a 55 DeSoto. Ooh. It had a stick that came straight out, like automatic. Right. And every time, every time, three blocks from my house, every morning, the car would cut off. <laughs> and then it threw out oil, and I had to put a, a five, was it five cent bulk oil every day, because it spit out the oil every morning going to school. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, tell you what, it got me point A to point B. It was a DeSoto. This was the luxury DeSoto. Oh, okay. okay. It was heavy. It had a 355 
without him in it, mm. for what it's worth. I don't know. But uh, gas mileage, who knows? I was paying 22 cents a gallon back then. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's tremendous. I love it, Bill. I love it. Wow. 22 cents a gallon. Gallon. 55 DeSoto. By the way, I've seen those kind of cars where yes. my wife loves watching Barrett Jackson auto auctions mm-hmm. on, on cable TV, and someone paid $400,000. For a 1955 DeSoto Fire Dome, this car was pretty. It was jet black. It had like the half vinyl, half cloth top as well. Mm-hmm. Man, it was pretty. I was like, mm, that's what four hundred thousand dollars get you, huh? Yeah. Now, my, my dad was a mechanic, so car. Mechanic. So was mine. So, yep. So uh, I've got some familiarity with all mm-hmm. these cars that are coming up on uh, on with these callers here. Yeah. And it's just cracking me up because I, you know. I, you wouldn't think a 55 DeSoto would come up in this conversation. Never. But I, I appreciate the memory lane there, Bill. That was good stuff. It, and 22 it, cents a gallon. That's also memory gallon. lane. Yeah, when it went up to 25 cents, all hell probably broke loose in the country <laughs> as far as that goes. Randy in Virginia, your thoughts on Draymond Green and his impact in the wards, and what was the first car that you ever had? Go ahead, Randy. Yes, sir. Um, I had a 78 Dodge Challenger. Mm. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. <laughs> fly, fly, yeah, fly. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't a muscle car type either. That was a replica kind of, they took a Mitsubishi body, uh-huh. and it was kind of a um, joke of the town. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Because <laughs> they were thinking, I had a Challenger. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it ain't a muscle car. <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about Draymond Green. Um, Draymond, let's just say Draymond Green doesn't play anymore. Uh, who's really going to miss him other than the fact that he was in a championship team? When Clay and Steph was not in, not in he averaged triple single. No one <laughs> buys tickets to watch Draymond Green. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but I will say the impact and effect he had on Golden State at both ends of the floor was more than just a passing triple single when it comes to Draymond Green because he did affect basketball games when he did not get in his own way or get in the way of the Golden State Warriors. There are plenty of times that plenty of coaches would say, man, that guy controlled everything. We, we couldn't stop Steph. We couldn't stop Clay. But Draymond initiated that whole thing. And then at the other end, it was very hard to get around him. It was very hard to get away from him, Chad, because he was so good in modern basketball that he could literally guard positions two through five, meaning shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center mind in basketball. So I'm not going to reduce his effectiveness and say no one came to pay money to see Draymond Green play. It goes beyond how he was a, a big, big part of Golden State winning four championships in eight years. Oh, I mean, he certainly was. But And if you think about Draymond Green, he's a little bit of an enforcer role as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to play the uh, – the Broncos in the early 80s, well, then guess what? You're going to, I mean, not late 80s, I'm sorry, late 90s, you're going to have to deal with Steve Atwater across the middle. You played San Francisco in the 80s, you're going to have to deal with Ronnie Lott. And there was a certain feeling that came across other teams knowing that that, that guy was out there. Right. And I think Draymond brought that to the court. But unfortunately, he could never find the line to, to, to be on one side of the enforcer thing and just be the guy who threatens other people as yeah. opposed to the guy who actually goes out and attacks yeah. other people. Yeah, at a certain point, you put people in a rubber versus the road situation, and they're going to say, you know what, we have had enough of that foolishness. He is Chad Brown. Hit him on Twitter at ChadBrown94. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN, part of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. 
keep weighing in, especially about the first car that you've ever had. We're getting a lot of attention on that. That's overshadowing what you want to talk about with Draymond Green. So, you know, give the people what they want. They Tell us the first car that you had at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And nobody out there better not come to the table saying they had an AMC Hornet like I did when I lived in Portland, Maine for two years. 888-729-3776. Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry with Chad Brown and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. Hey, this is Freddie Coleman. And I'm Harry Douglas wishing you a happy holidays. And a happy new year. From all of us at ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. People weighing in on Twitter. Here's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app about the be- the first car you ever had. Ted, Tim Hughes says, I had a brown 1984 Oldsmobile 98. Had to put baby oil on the vinyl top to make it look fresh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what are you doing, waxing it? No, it's baby oil. Oh, well, carry on with your bad keep self. It soft. <laughs> Ted C says, first car for me was a 1978 Ford LTD2 limited edition one of the biggest boats of a car you could find. As someone who's seen those cars and still have relatives who still has a car like that, you do not want to run into that or have that running into you. It is not going to end well. That's just steel <laughs> as far as that goes. Complete steel. Shannon Penn, you got a car story real quick, one of our producers. What you got, my man? I have a couple car stories. So right. the, the car that I actually drove around in high school was my mother's car. It was a Hyundai Sonata. Okay. Electric, power window, power everything. The only problem, it had electrical problems. So the windows wouldn't roll down. (laughs) So imagine driving that thing in the the summer. And the windows wouldn't roll down. In the south, too? In the south, in Virginia, in the south. And the windows wouldn't roll down. And another another car I had that was given to me from my stepfather was a Mazda 626 that had a bad transmission, Mm. and it wouldn't go in reverse. Mm. So I had to physically (laughs) put my foot outside of the door and push back if I wanted to go in reverse. Are you sure you're not related to the Flintstones? Oh. <laughs> Are you really oh, sure? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I made it work, though. Yes. Yeah, oh, made it work. Put it I this had no way. choice. Put it this way. You made it work, but that thing was working you. Let's put it that way as far as that goes. Tell us about the first car you had at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Brad in Iowa. What was the? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. First car you ever had. Freddie, I had a 1959 Chrysler Saratoga. It was a huge sled. It was a push-button automatic, and the buttons were up on the upper left-hand corner of the dash. What? It was, the transmission was broken. It was stuck in drive. It would not roll in neutral. It would not go into reverse. I'd start it with a parking brake on, release the parking brake, and away you go. <laughs> wow. Man, things like that you can never do today in this society. Nope. They would not allow you to get behind the wheel. They wouldn't allow those cars to be sold, Chad. Things back then, ah, I'm going to find a way to make this work. Like like Brad and I went Shannon Penn in Virginia. That is bananas. But I, I think everyone's got a high school story of a friend or themselves yeah. rolling some car like that that's got all the special tricks to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because I got a pop started every time, so let me find a hill to park, even if it's four blocks away from the party. <laughs> so when we leave, it'll be easy for us to pop start this thing. Remember when they had to put nitrous in, the, in cars? <laughs> and they would do that to make them even faster and not yes. realize that, that nitrous would have the car explode right. in terms of when it comes to stuff like that. The things that people did when we were growing up. <laughs> wow. John in Maryland, tell us about the first car you had, my friend. Uh, 1973 Ford Maverick. Three different wheels. It was the biggest piece of crap in the neighborhood, <laughs> but it had a V8 in it, and it was fast. Was it a two-door or a four-door? What's that? Was it a two-door or a four-door? Two-door. Oh, man. He was serious. <laughs> he was serious. By the way, those Ford Mavericks keep being keep showing up at car auctions. I don't know who are keeping these cars in pristine condition, but they keep showing up, Chad, in car auctions time and time again. I'm surprised he's still alive after that thing. That thing could fly. That thing could move. I still want an old old school car. I've still Mm -hmm. got my old gangster Dr. Dre kind of thing. I want a 6'4 Impala convertible. I don't have to get the hydraulics on it. I'm not not quite that gangster anymore, but uh, (laughs) that would be very cool. It would be very nostalgic for me as a SoCal guy. Because you'll be in nothing but a Chad Brown baby Baby. to low down G's going crazy. (laughs) Crazy, Death throws the label that pays Pays, that. Exactly. (laughs) Eric in the state of Washington. What was the first car you ever had, brother? Hey, okay, I'm going to tell you, but then I'm going to tell you something else okay. after that. All right. I had a, I had a 1967 Chevelle Malibu two-door. Okay. All right. And then I'm going to change the subject on Draymond Green. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something right now. Okay. Bill Belichick, without Tom Brady, is Jeff Fisher. Boom. Wow. He's a defensive coordinator at best. You guys have a nice day. Wow. Eric, he said it with his chest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you he was Jeff sitting on that. He, man, he, he, he had been holding that for a while. Yes. And he let it out. Jeff Fisher. Man. Wow. Come on, man. Now, now Bill Bellet. I know we're not on, we're not on that <laughs> subject right now. <laughs> You're flabbergasted yes, by that. But that comparison is. That's harsh. That's harsh. <laughs> wow, it's painful to my to my patriot heart. It really is. You, yes, I, I know it's radio, but I had to lay back on the couch. <laughs> uh, 
That one wow. hit me hard, Eric. Eric in Washington State cut Chad Brown to the quick as far as that goes. If you did not get through in the phone, you can always hit us on Twitter at ChadBrown94 and at Coleman ESPN. Tell us about the first card you ever had and be heard on Freddie and Harry. Chad Brown and Freddie Coleman together. And how did Cowboys owner Jerry Jones finish this sentence about his quarterback, Dak Prescott? I really think that uh, Dak uh, playing uh, the way he's playing. Find out next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.